Welcome to Keeping Athena Company. My name is Athena Kabenyu. I'm a stand-up comedian, podcaster, writer, and I'm a parent. And as you will know, if you listen to the podcast, being a parent is great, but the child uh, is lacking in, in quite basic conversational skills, if I'm honest. The most <laughs> basic things. You can't even say good morning, good night, um, hello, how are you? So what I do to keep myself sane is invite a very esteemed friend around to keep my company. And today I'm very excited that someone has crossed the river to see me. Um, welcome to um, my house, Susie steed hello hello how are you i think i'm all right i'm a bit um i got completely swept up in the election yes i actually haven't recovered i I can't believe i I can't believe we booked this the day after the the weekend after the election what was i thinking i didn't didn't know i was going to be in like sheffield up until five watching votes being recounted on like thursday evening i just didn't know i never got that involved in an election before why why were you really involved in this election do you think the reason being is generally I'm not massively interested in like party, party, party politics. Like I've not I've always been very left wing, but I've never like really got involved in it in a political party. I did once canvass for Karen Lucas of the Green Party. I've always had a background angst about British politics and our whole world. Let's talk about this. Why? Why? Why so angst, uh, angstful? Um, well, I suppose like I, I, so I used to work in the left on like a, for a left green think tank. So right. then I was quite involved in policy. Um, and there's quite a reassuring story on the left, which is that we had this great period after World War Two. Yeah. We built the welfare state. Yeah. And if only we could sort of get back to those sort of values. Yeah. Would that be okay? And then I suppose I started doing more research on our economy. I was like, oh no, actually, it wasn't even that great after World War II. It was good in some ways. We built the welfare state. Yeah. But only based on actually being able to still like nick a lot of stuff from around the world, which didn't really stop until quite recently, really, till the, when the empire broke down. Yeah. So then I'd be like, oh, actually, what is our economy actually based on? If not, so like, just, a to be, of just to be clear, this narrative of the war finished and we bought yeah. the NHS and everything was great was because yeah. I always think about that and I think when I think of the sixties and seventies, I think of people who washed once a week and, <laughs> and outdoor <laughs> toilets and like avocados costing ten pounds on avocado. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know about the avocados costing. Oh, uh, I don't think it was, I'm exaggerating slightly. <laughs> I think it was true. a bit. <laughs> So okay, so yeah. you found this out. You realised yeah, through yeah. just through just reading yeah, and, under- reading and, just and seeing facts thinking about some more key aspects of how this how the economy works. Which is like, what do we produce? What do mm. we sell? Where do we get it from? Like, where does all the shit in all of our like laptops and phones come from? Right. Who's who are the people actually like? Who are the people that I am actually exploiting to live the life that I live? Um, it's that, that is quite a lot that gave me quite a lot of background angst I suppose and then I suppose so that's been happening for a while I've felt that for quite a while but I started researching the financial crisis of 2008 and yeah. came to quite a different conclusion to quite a lot of people on the left which is that it wasn't something that just started under Thatcher it wasn't like this deregulation under Thatcher and then Tony Blair yeah. which is a thing that definitely happened but I would say it's building on a much longer term trend which is the city of London has been quite powerful for hundreds of years yeah um, it was controlling the empire. Now it's controlling this kind of neo-empire-like thing, which I think is a financial system. Yeah. Um, but it's getting more and more desperate to cling on to power. Yeah. So um, it's more insidious than just random individuals who are a bit right-wing. It's yeah, an, it's I an think institutional. So. It's an inst- well. It's it's almost like this is. I don't want to use this analogy because I hate it so much. It's almost like the necessity of under like the, the Illuminati. 
you know, and they've been around for centuries. Well, and yeah, and look, I, that I uncomfortable. Why doesn't that makes me feel uncomfortable saying the Illuminati? Why? Why do you? Because it, I don't. When I say Illuminati, I'm just trying to search for better words. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They're yeah. just like they're they're really like masons they've just been around for centuries and they've got their fingers in all these pies and it's very hard to take their fingers out of the pies because they're in control of so many different things well I don't even see I think I'm beginning to not even think because the closer I come to these people <coughs> the less I see them like that I actually see a lot of these people and it's kind of like it's it's actually a big group of people than well no, no I don't know there are definitely some people who are very, very powerful in finance and banking, but if you meet them and interview them, they don't see themselves as that powerful. They're just doing their jobs. Yeah, and they also, the thing is, our whole society rests on them, so I think a lot more people benefit from the system than actually like to admit. So I feel like I saw this in the Brexit referendum, right? Because like loads of my friends have been campaigning against banking mm. for years, and then Brexit happened, and like... Suddenly, it wasn't banks they wanted to get rid of. It was, like, the rest of London, the rest of the UK. <laughs> that makes sense. So, like, people mm. were like, oh, suddenly, actually, we'll come back. Like, I literally got a message saying, someone, like, a couple of days after, somebody messaged saying, oh, do you want to come and sit on a panel arguing about how, like, London could be its own state? <laughs> it's like, no, no, do you not know, understand that I've spent, like, 10 years trying to argue against the people that are in London that we need to get rid of there, not that mm. we need to get rid of the people that live in, like... <laughs> like rent Beckenham yeah um, so, but, um, but it's, a, it's a really difficult question actually of why because there'd be massive costs to how our, how Britain has run itself for the last few hundred years but benefits from a lot of people that don't really like to look at how they benefit from it I think that's the thing yeah so like actually the activities of some people in London and finance means that our currency is stronger than it probably should be yeah which means that we can buy a lot of stuff from China Without selling anything back, because we're selling like financial services. Back. Right, so we benefit. So we we benefit from the their dealings, which perhaps mean where our prosperity is overstated. Is this yeah. a bit like interest rates? Because I've always understood interest rates have been yeah. artificially kept low. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. So there's yeah. there's no right. For, so and all the benefits of that just come out of kind of um, uh, engineering. And it's not a yeah. natural. It's not if, if we were to follow the rules of economic rules as yeah. as they are supposed to be followed, our interest rates would be like ten percent. Yeah, 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 much higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they offer some. Obviously, obviously, offer some like people that in us in within Britain, some people pay like massive interest rates, and other people pay like zero interest rates. Yeah. But as a country, um, it is weird how some countries can borrow for almost nothing, and it's also linked to having like some kind of military power or presence. Like right. People can like any. Anyone, like, America can lend, like, America has very low interest rates, partly because, like, no one's going to be able to get the money back if they don't pay it back. <laughs> yeah. He's going to go and knock on Trump's door to get the money Excuse back. Excuse me. Uh, you missed, you defaulted. <laughs> like, little, little Rwanda knocking yeah. on America's door. Okay, so let's go back to you realising that we've, the, the received wisdom of post-war Britain being amazing, um, and we just need to go back to that. Um, yeah. So yeah. you realise that was wrong. But then yeah. you campaigned for Labour. Yeah, I basically got this massively election. caught up in Labour. And yeah. I'm still a little bit like... So I do actually <laughs> quite like the Labour Party. I like the Labour Party, yeah. but let's go back to this. Because my understanding is that this year, or this yeah. election cycle, the yeah. Labour Party was all about kind of going back to those values, mm. nationalise everything like things were mm. in the 60s and mm. 70s. Um, so it is returning to that, or not returning because it was never like that. Yeah. But it, they think they tried to capitalise on that um, nostalgia, I think. Yeah, there was something really amazing about the, the thing that I guess I feel... I actually spent the last six weeks 
doing almost nothing but door knocking for the way of party. So I'm a little bit caught up in the sort of like... What? What'd you say? Not, not propaganda, because it's not propaganda, but I maybe like shut down some of your like critiques of it when you're yeah. trying to say well that sounds bad not, actually it wasn't really and I, I think I was quite I think I was quite convincing on the doorstep because I'm not I think the people that are very 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 into like labour and absolutely like believe it more than I do are quite bad on knocking on doors because mm. when you meet someone that's that's so into like the you you know you had to sell this manifesto yeah, uh, yeah what yeah. were people telling you on the doorstep um, so actually, I would just say we didn't quite... The thing about why I think this manifesto was a bit different to the nostalgic 60s, 70s, although there were loads of nostalgic people in the Labour Party, I actually see that this was the first attempt to, like, build a left wing that wasn't imperialist. And it wasn't... It obviously didn't go quite as... There were loads of issues with it still. Yeah. But it was the first, like, glimpses of actually mentioning that was a problem in the past. In in the And that's the thing that I love about Jeremy Corbyn. And that's why I think, like, uh, there was... That's one of the reasons I was quite... I think one of the things I quite... I liked about the Labour Party. This possibility, like, actually, can we address our history? And can we build a left-wing movement that isn't imperialist? Oh, but... And I think the answer is... No. <laughs> so when, when you say that the left wing has been imperialist in the past, what do you mean? Yeah, well, I mean, like, you know, in when we, when we had this, when we, when we had loads of industries, like, where are all the raw materials coming from? Like, okay, so know, like textiles. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, you could go back from, like, the Industrial Revolution and, like, look, where did the cotton sort of come from? All those questions, like, it wouldn't have... And even in this, even we had, like, you know, like... A lot of the stuff that we produced in the 60s and 70s, like, you know, we had massive Cadbury's factories. Where yeah. did we get the cocoa from? We only were able to do that because of, like... I mean, you know all this Yeah, shit yeah, like we, we, like... we specialised their economies. They were like... And then we and then we said, you can, we'll only pay this much. Yeah, and, exactly. and that's why you go to so many of these countries and the, the, the best roads are the ones that lead to the mines. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah, literally, yeah, they're yeah, just built yeah. infrastructure to go to these places, take those resources, out, yeah. and then the, the roads go to the port. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. if you want, if you want, if you move to like an African country and you want good transport, live near a mine or live near a port. Yeah. Um, yeah sadly, yeah. Um, yeah. so that's interesting. Um, but still, this manifesto acknowledged that. Acknowledged it. Of course, there's still loads of issues about like the green industrial revolution. I don't. In my heart, I would love to believe that that's possible. Mm. But still, and so I also should say that I'm probably quite. Um, I don't think I sit that well on left-right thing. I'm probably quite green on some elements. Yeah. Um, so I don't... And I also genuinely believe we need to stop extracting resources from around the world. Yeah. Especially a lot of the green industrial stuff relies on, like, a huge amount of extraction of minerals from other countries yeah. to build, like, you know, renewables and stuff. So... But there's not to say that was... That wasn't all the... You know, there was lots of stuff in there that was, was not extractive. Like, there was loads of plans to, you know, like, retrofit houses. That's kind of easy. We could have done that. would have employed loads of people... And they were going to do that. They were going to do that eventually. Like I remember a few years ago, they were doing these energy efficiency things where they pay, where they train people up to go to your house and like just give you certificates to say whether your house was green or yeah, or, yeah. Un, or or terrible or not. Yeah, that stuff's a good idea. That's not gonna. That's not gonna extract any more resources. That's gonna stop us using as much. Yeah, so those, are, those are good things that manifest like that. So what? Just planting loads of trees. That was also like really cute. What? Yeah. So what? Um, what were people telling you on the doorstep when you were chatting? So to them? I think I got swept up to the optimism because I did a lot of canvassing around a few London marginals so I, yeah. I, I, I used to work with Pfizer Shaheen who ran in Chingford and Woodford Green and yeah. she is like amazing and she ran a really great campaign and she was so close to being in Duncan Smith so I started off canvassing for her and that was quite positive mm. partly because I knew her and she genuinely is like 
I could genuinely say that I think she'd be a great politician. And a lot of, you know, a lot of people who go for running politics are, I yeah. can't say that for. But, uh, and also like in London seats, the, the Labour's position on Brexit was quite popular. Yeah. Um, I then went to Stoke on Trent South. Mm. And as soon as I got out there, I, it just was like this, it was, anyone, anyone that'd been anywhere in a leave voting town will probably have known that this was going to happen because yeah. like the Brexit position was just so unpopular among people. It was that's, it that's was unpopular amongst me, and I'm a fairly left wing person. But my my oh, yeah, what did you like? Well, my thing about Jeremy Corbyn is always when he doesn't like the EU, he mm. wants to leave. So mm. just say you want to leave the EU and make a case for it, and make a case yeah. for what Britain could. Because there are, I mean, the reality is, is, and we do have to be real. There are countries that are in the EU that are, are prosperous. Mm. So, and we've talked all about it all the time: uh, Norway, um, Switzerland, and, and and whatever. So it's not impossible, you know. It, and but I do feel the Labour Party um, ate itself up because if you look at the Tories, the Tories probably politically fifty percent remain, fifty percent leave. But when it came to the election time, they all in the run up to election, they were they just shut up. They were like, fine, we've got a leader, so yeah. this is how we have to operate. So I don't like it when people say, oh well, you know, Labour were let down because of their Brexit position because the Tories are split as well. Yeah. And did John Major come out? Had a go at Boris Johnson. Yeah. Joe, Joe, Joe Johnson told his brother to fuck off, or well, he had to fuck off himself because obviously he was the MP, not the leader of the party. Yeah, yeah, but he had yeah, to go. Yeah. Um, Ken Clark, Ken yeah. Clark, the awful Ken Clark came out and started being sensible. I never thought I'd say this. So when people say, "Oh, the Labour was split," yeah. I was like, the "Tories are split." They just couldn't. But if you're split, you've got to just put all that shit to the side and you run an election. Yeah. So I think a lot of the Remain MPs and a lot of the um, Labour Remain um, commentators were just so violently against Brexit, like violently. I was like, the EU's trash, man. Like, know, it's, it's, it's okay to be okay, to hate me. the EU. I, the EU I always say, I use this in analogy. I say there are so many black and brown people at the bottom of the Mediterranean right now because of the EU. Yeah, so fuck yeah, those guys. Okay, yeah. fine. I'd rather be in the EU than not. But if we're going to yeah. leave, let's talk about how we can leave and still remain a country where people can live reasonably happy prosperous lives and Remain never wanted to have that conversation I and I'm, I'm like so like maybe I'll calm down because I never really said it like I saw all my mates going on these like people's vote march I never said I it so and I feel and I, that's what I was sort of yeah, alluding to this earlier so I feel disappointed in myself yeah, that I'd never, I didn't feel brave enough yeah. to t- say this yeah, stuff yeah, and I'd yeah, kind yeah, of be really I'm discreet in my, I'd subtweet it I know <laughs> I, you like, know. I started always always started like writing passive aggressive comments under these posters. Like, by the way, what do you want the people? What even the people's vote had no. There was nothing. They had no idea what was going to be on a ballot vote for a second referendum. Yeah. Until I guess when you had an election, you can. There was. I think it was okay. I get. I kind of came round to it when, like, I kind of thought Labour position was okay when it became so impossible to do anything else other than have enough referendum, which yeah. I thought. Um, but actually, it was still. But so and I think but I think it wasn't the referendum. What came, what then ended it was Jeremy Corbyn said he'd be neutral because it's disingenuous because we know he wants to leave. <laughs> so you know the, you know the horse is bolted and it would have been okay yeah. for him to say we're going to hold a people's vote. Labour's position will be to leave, but under these very specific conditions, mm. which I don't think would have been that hard to communicate to people, um, especially because I don't want to patronise people. A lot of people who leave who voted leave don't probably don't have any real clue as to what that might look like so you could have said anything you know you could have said custom union this border this um, bridge bridge across the Irish Sea whatever you could have said anything so what a a real wasted opportunity I don't think I think it was lost when he didn't 
I agree with everything you've said. Like, I think actually, like, if he'd come out earlier and be like, Labour is going to respect the referendum, it's going to argue for a, a soft leave. He used to, he was, the, he did, he did, at the beginning he did that. I know, yeah. but he was killed off by, like, nearly so many people convinced him to yeah. change. You know, the, I think there were more in his party that, I think Labour was probably more of a Remain party yeah. than the Tories. Because yeah. the Tories was always split on the EU, Labour was almost united around, like... Uh, remain apart from quite a few really amazing MPs who had seats in the in like uh, uh, the outside of London who were like we shouldn't do this yeah. but they weren't listened to um, so yeah I think it was a lack of leadership on just although to be fair it would have been awful if like if Labour had then Labour would then have had to got bogged down in trying to work out how to leave the EU which um, which people have told me think lots of people said I was stupid for saying we could have a compromised Brexit that we could leave the EU but Without, but I, I, people are obsessed with the EU. Yeah. So now, my my theory is this: a lot of these people who are obsessed with the EU, like the EU is great, we should be in it. Oh, human rights! It's almost like martyrdom. Mm. It's just like they get they get more satisfaction out of being angry at what they perceive as like a, an oppressive thing, rather than kind of just like actually seeing things for what they are. But leaving leaving the EU isn't the worst thing that can happen to a country yeah. as much as it is a bit of a waste of time. Like what's Yeah, it is a bit of a waste it, of time. It's not gonna achieve anything, but that's that's fine. Like the other thing that I want to touch on is the fact that it's a bit naive to go to a country with a an anti imperialist message when this country is incredibly imperialist. Yeah, you know? that's what I've this is, that's, that's what's become very clear yeah. to me. That that did that did affect Corbyn's popularity. You, if, and I, I hate yeah. to say this, I don't like to be anti intellectual because it's actually one of my bugbears, anti intellectualism. But you do have to sometimes when you're speaking to a lot of people you have to speak to the silliest person in the room. Otherwise, yeah. you, know, you really have to do that. It's a bit like comedy. You know, when you're performing yeah. to an audience, if the audience don't have the education... <laughs> this happens in every podcast. I'll be saying something really deep and meaningful and then my daughter drops a sock and then charms the guest and now you're just smiling at her yeah, no, and I've lost, I've lost you. No, it's I, done. I got no. it. <laughs> you've got to speak to what yeah, the they audience the know. Yeah. They don't know the premise of it, what Imperialism yeah. was. And yeah. they think what you're being quote unquote anti-white if you're like yeah. if you say you know what man uh, post post-colonial countries paid for the nhs they're like well i'm not racist like, i didn't say that that's not yeah. what i said you have yeah. to understand the amount of economic um amount of economic um wealth that was removed from countries and taken and nothing went back in return yeah. and over centuries centuries this yeah. is even before the former empire as you yeah. will know because you are an academic well, not in this actually, because not it, in this. Like, economics, we just ignore all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so let's actually, but, I want to yeah. talk about that because I know that you, I personally believe that you know how we section history into like economic history, mm. social yeah. history. I think that's just garbage. It doesn't make any sense because you end up skewing the way you see history. So uh, Neil, Neil Ferguson, who I can't stand, would call himself an economic historian. But if you see numbers and not people, then you'll just end up, you'll say genocide is good because genocide yeah. might make your economy good. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. What's, let's talk about your yeah. view in academia and your experience of being an economist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, have we, uh, I feel like we haven't finished on the... Maybe we have finished on the EU ship. Well, final words. Final, final words. Is that um, I literally really wanted all my friends that campaigned for a people's vote to just go and talk to people on the doorstep right where they voted me. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Isn't what, I, the thing that's made me quite positive is people... A lot of people voted for Boris. They, they hated Boris as much as they hated Corbyn. Like... Everyone hated He was booed universally yeah, wherever he, he went. Okay. But a lot of people, particularly in leave areas where like 70% of their neighbours voted to leave, they're like, we can't deal with the idea of enough for a referendum. Like, you know, they really didn't want to do that again. 
thing that I guess I've got interested in is, which is maybe like why, which is kind of the question that people used to ask, like Adam yeah. Smith used to ask is like, why is Britain wealthy? Yeah. Why are other countries poor? Why is it that I'm sitting here able to like, you know, have a phone that was probably made by like, the cobalt was mined by a child probably in another country and yeah how can that happen and then it was manufactured by yeah. somebody in in an in east asian country yeah. Yeah. with a massive population yeah. and then it got shipped over here and then yeah. even though it was done as economically as possible the phone still cost you 1200 quid right yeah. and then yeah. you get asked to replace it every two years even though it's perfectly fine you why you can't get the parts for it or we could just like repair them so yeah all those sort of questions i think are really really uh interesting and i suppose i got down this avenue of like looking at Mama. banking work Mama. and finance work <laughs> no don't start speaking <laughs> oh, I'll give him more planting <laughs> so you've worked down this time you, you yeah, started asking the I real start. questions yeah. and I guess I started doing these walking tours around the city of London yeah let's talk yeah. about those walking yeah. tours so are they linked to what you discovered about how the world works yeah okay. it was a really big thing yeah. actually because one of them was yeah. um, after the financial yeah. crisis the Occupy movement started doing walking tours and I volunteered yeah. for those yeah. So one of them has like come out of that one, the City of London Corporation. Um, and then I did another one, which is supposed to be about the roots of capitalism. Yeah. Um, but I it made everyone, I don't know what I'm going to do with it now, because basically everyone that comes on it is really sad because either people want me to be really anti-capitalist, yeah. which I'm not, the thing is, I'm not really anti-capitalist. I just think it doesn't really exist. Yeah. Like in terms of like free trade, yeah. we just never had that, you know. So um, I'm more just talk about the actual history of how London got wealthy, which is just kind of a the British Empire not exclusively but almost exclusively almost exclusively taking guineas from guinea and saying these, these are worth something now yeah, yeah, these are worth something now and we will exchange these for things on the other side of the world yeah, yeah. Um, you said anti, you said capitalism doesn't exist well it's like Santa Claus almost like it's quite a nice idea I'm sorry just put the plantain in your mouth it's there to keep you quiet she's joining in maybe she's going to be an economist too yeah maybe she's well, there's, there's a lot of noise you want to talk about economics She's like Paxman. She's trying to ask you a question. (laughs) Oh my god! I'm not going to give you any more plants, and you had quite a lot. Okay, so anti-capitalism does it exist? No, capitalism. So basically, I suppose like people that are really anti-capitalist want me to be more like angry at capitalism, whereas I actually think that in some cases, if we actually had a bit more competition, or if we had like anything like free trade, like actually if the countries if we if we'd been able to just trade with countries rather than actually just stealing stuff or having armies that'd be quite a lot better um right so maybe is it what you're saying is that capitalism doesn't exist because we there are rules that's actually followed when you when you take goods when you make when you make goods and when you sell them when those rules aren't followed you're not you're not anti-capitalism you're anti-something else yeah exactly you're anti-imperialist almost Great historian yeah. called Sven Beckett. I might have pronounced yeah. that wrong. He's a, a really great historian. If you come back, historian. Beckett. Okay. Yeah, Carla quotes him quite a lot because he came out with the term um, war capitalism. Which is yeah, that's what spectrum. we have. Yeah. Yeah, you can, that's what we have. Yeah, so basically, I'm more anti like violence and, and that sort of. That's not really trade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I listen back to this podcast. And it's just. <laughs> You've had too much plantain. I don't know what to give you. Yeah, so basically, I recently decided, why don't I just not call it a tour of capitalism? I call it a tour of the British Empire. Yeah. And you will stop attracting these loonies. Yeah, well, <laughs> these I mean, Mayday rioters. I, I don't mind people that are really... Because I get like, people that are really pro-capitalism. 
example is coming. Yeah. And they're brilliant because, I mean, it's almost what you need is people to just repeat the propaganda they've heard. Yeah. About like, oh, we traded, we trade with India. We traded like... Trade, expertise. you know. Yeah. yeah like, we gave them administrative expertise. It's like, oh, that's what you think. That's what you want to call it. Imagine that, yeah. Paperwork. It's, yeah. But it's really great when people voice those because it's like, then you can like, when it's out in the open, you can like... Like have a you know you can have a debate about it. Yeah. But I I'm just a bit sad because I did I called it in the, the last one I did I just decided to call it to the British Empire. Yeah. And I had the same problem is I tried to build that that didn't understand it was going to be a critique of it. Oh right, so not a celebration. Clear. It yeah. was so clear. From, so I'm just a bit traumatized by the last tour I did. Which was what fun. happened? Well, I just got a couple of people who um. Did they turn up with Union Jack jackets and like rule Britannia? Well, it was it was, all, it was almost that, but they were just like you know old people like like elderly women who just um who just hadn't ever heard, really don't think it ever been challenged on their views yeah which is really difficult when they come across as being quite well-intentioned yeah but actually like it was just really 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 hard it's like. I've, i think that there is a trauma attached to um being white like hear me out on this okay there's a trauma we know attached to being from an oppressed people whether yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. black or indian you know african or african descended you can understand what's happened to you and your family and your ancestors in the past okay but what that was done to us by other people right yeah. so you're a descendant of those yeah. people there's a trauma attached to suddenly realizing what you're on the wrong side of history not exactly. only are you the yeah, wrong side yeah, of history yeah. you're att- there are people who, who live on this earth today in abject environments because of yeah. what what people um did before you and not only that the people who did that did that to make your life better that's yeah. entirely intentional yeah. right yeah. and you can either think oh my god this is true i reject this and i will work to understand it and do what I can in my life to kind of make things better for other people, which is kind of what Jamie Corbyn is doing and what a lot of supporters believe. Or you can go into denial and say, well, it wasn't me. I haven't done anything. Slavery was a long time ago. Um, And I I sort of, what I've learned, especially as I've gotten older, is there's no point running around being angry at people who deny my daughter just farted. like a proper fart though and I think it picked up on the mic <laughs> I'm so immature I still laugh at my daughter farts is that bad anyway what what age do they can they control this I just want to know if she does this when she's like 10 oh, is that a problem control, like, this oh no oh it stinks as well oh my god anyway so I thought of think that there were certain people who have to be spoken to with that in mind so rather than saying don't you know that um um, Britain basically stole its wealth from India. It set up the East India Company to do it, um, uh, quote unquote, legally. Um, it did this, it did that. They met in the concentration camp. Rather than just giving them the facts, you kind of have to do it. I can't. I don't know how you do it, but you have to acknowledge. Yeah, yeah, you have to acknowledge that their response to it will just be denial. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's denial, there'll never be any real progress in trying to undo it. Sadly, because that's probably what yeah. I would do. I would do If someone said, "Oh, by the way, Ghanaians stole um, <laughs> the, uh, Australia from the Australians," I'd be like, "Fuck off, mate!" No, we didn't. Let's say that Ghanaians did, though, right? Um, how how do you? And then you, you don't learn. We learn about racism from a young age because we experience it. But if you are on the other side of it, you don't learn about it from a young age. So you don't get it from your life experience. You don't get it from your schools. You don't get it from your parents or your family or your elders around you. You get it from dreadlocks. Comedians, <laughs> you've come out for a nice Saturday night. Everybody, the thing is, everybody really wants to be a good person. Yeah, and they want to be on the right side of history. Yeah, and 
we've yeah. always been told in Britain that we were. Yeah. And I know when I when I when I, I, I gradually switched yeah. onto this, and I didn't know. Like, I remember like being like travelling and like with well, an American guy, and we're like, oh god, he's American, how embarrassing. Yeah. Actually, like, it's just as bad. I hate it in comedy clubs when someone goes, I'm from America, and everyone yeah. goes, boo. It's like, who are you booing? Yeah, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. they literally got independence from us because we taught them how to be shitty. You know, that's they're just that's a continuation of British values. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I didn't know anything about American history. I didn't even know that we were. Like, yeah, we're the Puritans. The Puritans are New York. Yeah, I didn't even know Boston. Why? If you go to most of the New World, you'll see. So when I say, you know, obviously I don't like the term New World because it was there before, but Australia, obviously America. It's just the same British towns. There's an Oxford Street in every fucking white country in this world. Um, (laughs) You should see the way this child is smiling at me. Like, I'm going to destroy this podcast. Should I try and order again? Yeah, go on. She's full of plantain now. Oh, this is good, isn't it? Um, Yeah, so, white people... I to know how to, and that's what actually I feel like... Kind of almost feel... I don't know if I might change my mind on this, but I don't think walking tours is the way to do it. No, I love your walking tours. Have you been on the Black History Walks tour? Yeah. It's great, isn't it? So I did did the City of London one. Yeah. yeah, And, yeah, yeah, and it's... But that's very clearly, like, (laughs) an e-British establishment, obviously. Um, I I guess the difference in mine and his is that I talk a bit more about the financial bit of it. Yeah. Because I actually think it's all... So the thing that's also very difficult is it's not that it was a long time ago. I mean, it was, but all of those (laughs) trading routes are still there, basically. Like, the stock exchange is still there with, like, mining companies that that are all owned by... British yeah, people. yeah, yeah, South Africa, yeah. Um, all, yeah. the Congo. And actually one of the reasons people wanted to leave the EU, the, the real financy people that were behind the, the, uh, the campaign, they just don't want to pay any, they just want to be able to trade like commodities, derivatives, which are like all these financial products based on commodities. So it's like another heap of... And why can't stuff. you do that in the EU? You can, it's just they ta- they're taxing it. Oh, I um, see. Yeah. So they're try- there's a there's like the EU are currently suing the UK over commodity derivatives tax. Okay, that we haven't been paying, so that's one of the things that can get out of anything. Ah. But it's so new empire, like, yeah. it's like it's not even just the the raw commodities. It's like they've added a and debt what, product. On top when of you it. when you say near empire, can you like expand on that? What is near empire? Um, well, I'd just say that the basic fact that like we still are able to we were before by sending armies. Right the world like that's what the East India Company as you said like yeah. what is it just literally like some boats with a big private army to take stuff and to tax people in areas they controlled so that money all came back to London we don't have the armies there but we st- if you look at where financial flows and where money comes it's still all heaving into the city of London yeah. so that's where I'd say the, like, the Neo Empire is so we use money Boris instead Johnson of force himself. I have this little clip of him like using a term not I don't think he's using Neo Empire but he, he does use something like soft empire he does still use the term Soft so, empire. Well, of course still, he does. Yeah, it, that's still, what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's still quite. It is. It is. Um, so yeah, I think one of them is it's the commodities. The fact that we still can buy all this stuff for, for much cheaper. Our currency should be much weaker. If if economics worked how we thought it works, yeah, we wouldn't have a strong pound. Our pound would devalue till we could export goods yeah. to trade. The other thing, unfortunately, we've done is just sold off loads of our 
stuff like the reason like private companies own loads of our water and our housing is because that's the only thing we sell abroad is, is like um that's the only thing we've, we've we've got left really to sell is like companies just yeah. services so basically come in and provide yeah. services for us yeah yeah, yeah. so services are top, like financial services are our top export yeah and it's really dodgy like you shouldn't export finance like doesn't make any sense. It makes sense that we might make, you know, we used to at least, at least we used to make some stuff and send that. Abroad. It's like it's sporting air, isn't it? Yeah. Because one day some, yeah. someone's going to say, well, the air's not there and the box is empty. And <laughs> actually it is. What is there to be optimistic about generally? And it could be anything. Yeah. Okay. What is there to be optimistic about? Um... <laughs> what is that noise? I don't know. <laughs> But it's very much a Damien noise. <laughs> like that noise and that face doesn't match, does it? No, it's it's, so like, it's incredible. It's really smiley. Okay, optimism. Oh, optimism. Optimism. Yeah, I suppose I feel more relaxed now because for me, <laughs> that like I felt like when the referendum started, like the results was like we've got to be really careful about the rise of the far right. Like that's the thing we all need to be fighting. Yeah. And we don't need to be fighting Brexit. We need to be fighting, like, the far right being in control of it. Yeah. Now I feel like more people are like, oh, actually, like, Boris Johnson is really awful. And yeah. I think quite a lot of people are... So the thing I'm optimistic about is... Um, uh, well, I don't know. I'm optimistic about... Oh, this isn't very, very optimistic, but I think the economy is going to crash. Yeah. And um, at least it's going to happen on the Tories' watch, not under Labour. Oh, yeah. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> but not because of Brexit. I think it's been like building for ages. I probably yeah. You're not the first person to have said this to me, yeah. and I think it's why do you think it's going to crash? What specifically is happening now? Um, that- well, basically, like we have a system where actually it normally does crash. Every the way we've devised our economic system doesn't have to, but um, all the sort of big trigger factors are, are about uh, that. That people that have looked at all the financial crisis through history are like are currently. The UK has them all like red, big red flags. What are those trigger factors? Um, huge private debt. So basically, everyone's in loads and loads of debt. Yay! It's my fault, guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll claim that one. <laughs> um, and also, like, we're really reliant on borrowing from abroad. Okay. So when you're really, when your whole economy is just based around, like, you know, like China owning our water, not all of it, but quite a lot of it. Yeah. That can just, um, and, and owning loads of, like loads of our property is owned by foreign investors. Yeah, yeah, when they build the new buildings, yeah. even in London, it yeah. all goes, yeah. well, it's ha- 10 years ago when they built the Olympic Village, it was put yeah, up by yeah. um, Qatari investors, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. And they could just decide, oh, actually, we don't want to have that anymore and sell it, which would, yeah. which, so all of that, that could all, that, that's what I think is the biggest risk factor, all of the, all of the debt. And basically we don't really, make, like, we don't really make anything and, you know. Yeah, there's no manufacturing yeah. uh, and we yeah. don't, and there'll be no, well, and there'll be no migrants to manufacture stuff. <laughs> Not that only migrants do that, but let's face it, yeah. you tend to want to work for us. Yeah, yeah. The thing that, and the, I talk about this a lot with my partner actually too, like what we forget, not just in Britain, but like the whole of Europe is like, there's probably only about 500 million Europeans, you know, yeah. there's none of us, okay. You can go to cities in China, cities in India, and cities in Nigeria that are bigger than countries that we have here. So, like, when there is a crash and we do need to make stuff, just who's going to do it? Yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? And then yeah. when you've got a low population, like the whole population is people from zero to 112, right? So then you've got to think of working age. There weren't enough of us yeah. at all. And that's why I get really frustrated. Let's get going back to the election. People are like, oh, you know, if all the good people come out and vote. Like, there were only about... 
that's five million good people. And what I mean by that is in terms like I was having an argument on Twitter today. Someone said, "Oh, black people are um, also uh, have too much apathy." It's like even if we didn't, and I refute that entirely but even if we didn't there's only two million of us and you know of that much only a million voting age then you have a 60% turnout which is good so what the fuck are we supposed to do you know like yeah so it's really what I don't know yeah so yeah when we talk about exports and us being like a powerhouse it's like how who's going to do all this work there's none of us here compared to other countries go to Indonesia there's 220 million people in one country alone and just yeah. tiny okay so um, you just don't have the logistics Britain you know it's like 10 yeah, lots of football match with goalie you can't score no goals with a goalie that's a terrible analogy but um, it doesn't it doesn't matter so oh, there's going to be a crash I think so which is terrible <laughs> now I'm like feel like I'm really happy but <laughs> that's good what, so what kind of things can we look forward to do you mean that, like, oh, I think, like what do I think we look forward to well I think no during a crash I mean oh, what's going to happen is it going to be like uh, interest rates go up Currency devalues, but I mean, oh, it might, okay. I mean, it might not. Do you know what? This is the only thing we actually, the Conservatives might actually be able to push everything. They're gonna, um, Brexit's gonna probably be good for some people for the city, the way yeah. the Borishots will do it, and it'll probably employ loads of lawyers and there'll be loads of like jobs and insurance, like all the sort of like stuff. Oh, my other half's a lawyer, that's good. Yeah, Oh, that's good. And they'll probably sell off the NHS, which will also be, um, you know, they'll be good for like healthcare insurance companies, okay. which is our second biggest input export is insurance. So okay. Maybe we'll have like a huge another. I'm kind of being sarcastic, like, I don't yeah, I, t- I can, <laughs> <laughs> Really oh yeah, it's really positive. Okay, but it doesn't have to be about. It doesn't have to be yeah. politics. It could be. It can be about um, uh, so, something's happening to a, a character in a soap that you watch that you like. <laughs> did you buy anything nice? What are you doing for Christmas? It's Christmas. Oh, I don't think I'm positive at Christmas. Although, like, I don't, I don't really. Oh no, I feel like negative now. But I basically don't really. I'm not that into it. Oh, are you? Christmas. Are you Amish? <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with being Amish, by the way. <laughs> Are you, you know, Jehovah's Witness? I like. I um. I actually like. I kind of embrace it in some ways, but I don't really have a big family, so I just like go yeah. to my mum's. Which actually, and although we're gonna have to really struggle to not talk about politics, I guess maybe this is a positive thing. Like my mum voted for the Brexit Party <laughs> in elections. <laughs> She's just a really sweet eighty-year-old woman that was just really confused. Like yeah. she voted Remain, and then she voted for the Brexit party in the Europe. I think that's a good. Thing. I think eighty-year-olds were allowed to vote for who the fuck they want. I haven't got a problem with that. I got no yeah. beef. I got no beef with an eighty-year-old person yeah. going to the polls and just sticking an X where they want. Because <laughs> I've got um, I've got a parent who's she's not eighty, but she's in her seventies, and I'm just like. There's no for just two vote for you one. Because you just when you I'm, I'm I can't wait to get to that age where I can be dithery yeah. as well. Being dithery looks great. I'm gonna yeah, be. I'm yeah. gonna basically. It will like, suit get, me actually. Yeah. 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 So, get, do, you, do you think you'll get to that age? I, well, not not in this government. This government. That's a bit optimistic. I don't know if I will, but if I do, I'll 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 embrace the ditheriness and. But yeah, I think you do get to a point. The very old and the very young, you know, yeah. they can't be blamed. No. It's the it's the it's the twenty five to sixty fives who should be held accountable. <laughs> Everyone else, do what you like. That's my manifesto. Yeah. <laughs> so Christmas, you're going to your mum's. Yeah, um, sort of chill out. Yeah, that's what I used to do. Yeah. 
because I don't have a big family but I used to like I like Christmas because it's a, if you work hard and most people do mm. it's the one time of the year where we have the right idea and approach to life yes. which is leave the office at two get shit faced and yes. if it's not culturally approachable if you get shit faced go home <laughs> do you know what I mean you're perfectly welcome to go home and I love it and in during December in the UK we have the right approach to humanity be nice to people um, decorate be festive um, and then January comes and we just stick our fingers up at everyone again and be moody and it's such a shame quite good for an economic crap like just have another Christmas have another Christmas every month another Christmas what we want is an, a bank holiday every month yeah. alternating Christmas and bank holidays so we want one bank holiday every month followed by Christmas day every month but I don't really want that guy that has Christmas dinner every day of, yeah we get bored of religion, the new ones like yeah Christmas, yeah we'd, basically we'd give a birth date to all religious um I was going to say characters. That's not the right word. <laughs> I love that. It's going to be like, totally such a London idea. We're just going to celebrate every religion. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Even though every religion has a, like, a day, but we'll just make up new days. That, that's, that's the new imperialism. Just inventing religious days. I think we have to stop now. I think the child's had enough. The child has had, it's just had enough. Um... I feel, I, funny enough, I do feel better. I feel better about everything crashing because it's a bit like it's a bit like going up in a balloon and knowing you're going to run out of helium. And it's like, well, and that's what the Tories are like. They're going to run out of helium and it's going to come crashing and out of the ashes will be Jeremy Corbyn's hands just like, like coming out like the end of a horror movie where the person survived and he'll be holding like a little, the, 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 his little red book of hot jam. <laughs> I genuinely might start making bread. I'm going to start making bread because I'm excited about my new Yeah, well, I try. I cook a lot. I, I find it very therapeutic. Yeah. Um, it's funny, actually. When I was in Sheffield, I was, I was really knackered this table night and then I ended up walking into this, like, lunch project where they give out, like, free... Not you pay what you want, but there's yeah. a lot of, like... A lot of people, and a real mix of people, but I think, and I was like, oh my God, I actually haven't eaten a hot meal for like a week, and oh, it was just wow. so amazing. It was like this community food project, we're doing all this amazing stuff. Well, I'm just going to end on this. Okay, so after yeah. the after the election, there's lots of people going, hey guys, we've got to go out into our communities, and we've got to just do these things ourselves, like a bit like a big society. Yeah, which, which, oh, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. so I just think it's really interesting what people yeah. believe politically, and how all of a sudden something that was absolutely rubbish, and rightly so, um, you know, 10 or years ago, whenever. The big site days was everyone was like, "Hey guys, let's start a, let's start a library." It's like that's not my job to start a library. Yeah. I pay taxes for someone else yeah, to yeah, provide yeah, these yeah, services, yeah. you know. So we have to be. Another thing I want to say is just we have to be really careful what we say about the media and how it's fake news because first of all the media has always been constructed and it's always been fake and secondly when Boris starts to say the media is fake it's fake news trust me people are just going to have to believe him because that's what we've been saying this whole time know, so yeah. we have to be really careful with as far as I'm concerned there is right wing press and left wing press and you know what the right wing press is better at what it does yeah and it's that's not a case it's all fake because all news is constructed but Labour has its supporters the independent the guard I mean the independent website makes me feel sick but it's literally it's like it's worth there are porn sites that are less intrusive it's ridiculous because it has those weird clicky clickbait yeah clickbait videos adverts but you know the independent the guardian um, the mirror you know we have the the new statesman plus the whole internet they didn't come out in favour of Labour though in the election oh oh, they lived them they they just didn't I don't know anyway but but there is a press that is behind Labour it's just not as effective as the writing press so we the more we talk about the media yeah the mirror is pretty good yeah the more we talk about the media the minute Boris Johnson comes out and says 
fake news, they're lying about me, we won't have a leg to stand on, right? Yeah, that's what scares me most actually about door knocking is how many people just don't trust anyone. Yeah. Of, but but that's 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 a big challenge. That's how we how we deal with that, like nobody trusting anyone at yeah, all. Yeah, no, the trust the trusting is yeah. big. Um cool. I think we found something to be happy about. I think the crash yeah. and Christmas, <laughs> even though we don't like bread. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, baking bread. Guys, if you want to fake yourself feel better, fry plantain, bake bread. Yes, I made mince pies. Do you like mince pies? Oh my god, I love mince pies. I made some mince pies yesterday. Oh, I love mince pie. So I give you a mince pie. Yeah. Um this all means I'm saying all this stuff so I can edit this and put this out before Christmas. Okay. <laughs> So I'm talking about Christmas as much as possible, so I'll find a bit of time to edit yeah. this. All right, let's wrap it up. Um, Susie, it's been so entertaining. Um, I, I, I haven't even mentioned what... Mm, no. I think I've been a bit um, factual, but... Um, no, fact is good. I just wanted to talk about... Um, I want everyone to go read your blog, because oh, yeah, your blog is blog, very... Yeah. I'm very into... Um, oh, God, my words don't exist anymore. Information that comes from facts. Um, empirical empirical information stuff that's based on stuff that is kind of not up for debate and that's why I like what you write well I'll try and be honest when I'm making an opinion or when it's a fact yeah 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 Yeah, exactly why can't we just say this in my opinion why can't be stuff based on just empirical data what is correct and what is not correct Um, because especially when like I said when we talk about history okay a lot of history is opinion but you can combine that with kind of like data and you can come up with much more um uh, accurate and reasonable uh, opinions mm. and ideas. Anyway, whatever. Let's let's eat mince pies. <laughs> uh, pie. Thank I'm you for coming to keep our company. And um, look, who's gone quiet now? Maybe she could sense this. This will the end. This. <laughs> what she's waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> Typical kids. <laughs>